Hi, welcome to the Last Line Theater podcast. Uh, today we're talking about our new uh, piece called Sonder. We recently named, listen to the last episode if you haven't heard about that. Um, but here we're going to be talking about uh, what characters Tony, Tony, and Taylor should create to sort of enter our world that uh, explores <laughs> happiness and uh, how it manifests for everyone. So first, Tony, do you want to take it away? <laughs> oh, gosh, now I'm... Uh, Tony number one. <laughs> Your second, Tony. <laughs> first, Tony. TTT, Tony Light. Oh, yeah, that's disgusting. Does that stand for something? It's actually really terrible. Tony, Tony, and Taylor. Okay, I thought it was like some like pervy thing, too. I was like, I've never heard of that. When we're playing cards and like trying to keep score on stuff, it's just like, all right, we'll just do our initials. Uh, T M T L T M. Okay, never mind. T T T R. We are in T T T R. That's not helpful. That was a question. Delete this. Okay, so if we're thinking about, we're trying to find this. I guess you can try and find one dot that can connect everybody together. That's not, not correct. But like, so we have one character that was happy, no longer happy. Then we have one character not happy, now happy. And then we have one character never happy. So perhaps my character can always be happy. So how, I mean, what would that look like in like a realistic kind of So type defining on what, so I, I want to tell you guys a quick story. Uh, this is wonderful because actually I live it every day of my life and it ruined my life in a good way. Like one of those things that was like, oh, Damn it, I wish I never heard that. I wonder how my life would be. Probably sad and lonely. But um, <laughs> more so than it is now. Uh, but no, so like, <laughs> so like uh, in my sophomore uh, world history class, we played this game uh, where everybody was given 500 imaginary dollars and it was an auction. And we had a list of things. We were given a list of things that you can auction off of or you can, you know, uh, what is it, bets? Bid. Bid on. Bid on. Yeah. Bid on. Um, and so things were like uh, a fancy new car, your dream job, dream vacation, an island, your kids, your four kids, your kids are happy. Like all these different like things. Wow. And like they had some abstract things like um, growing old or um, there was one that was to be happy. And if you bet, if you bid 500, you got it outright. No one could outbid you. So 500 was slam dunk. So like I'm going through and I'm like, oh, let's see how many things I can get. And so people are bidding this and that. And I'm like 25, 35, 45. And I'm counting up. I'm up to like six different things on this list of like 25 things. I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. Like six great things that I can have. And we get to the one that says uh, to be happy, to always be happy. And this girl, Hannah, goes 500. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sold. So let's move on to the next one. And I was like, she was the first person to do that. And I was like, that is so stupid. Why did you do that? And she's like, what? Now I'm happy. I'm like, yeah, but you could have gotten it for cheaper. Like you could have bet $10. No one else wanted that. She goes, I don't care. I'm happy now. And I was like, you could have gotten two things. You could have also been successful. She's like, what does it matter? I'm happy. And I was like, I was so angry because the rest of the game, I'm just looking at this list of things. I was like, all of this doesn't matter if you're not happy. She totally got the game before me. And I was so pissed. It's ruined my life because I'm like, the whole time, whenever people are like, oh, yeah, I want that boat. 500 for a fancy house. And she's like, I don't care if I have a fancy new house. I'm happy. She was like kind of smug about it. And I was like, so like ever since then, I'm just like, I hate her, but like, it was like, that's what I want to be doing. It's like everything I want to be doing, I want to do it because it makes me happy. If I'm not happy, then there is no point. Like, what's the point of having a fancy boat if you're sitting there like, 
I'm not happy with my boat. It's not big enough. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, just like, you're just miserable. You just always, it's, it just like totally shaded my world in a different color and ruined my life. <laughs> so, like, just to, to, for that to be a digression, but like, um, if, if my character were to be happy, then maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's a delusion or some sort of filter or seeing the world through rose-colored glasses where you're able to see... Uh, where everything is happy, where it's that true joy, and maybe that there's conflict in there when a person who is always happy meets someone who's perpetually unhappy, or if one of, like Taylor and Tony, they just don't care about happiness. It's it's not even a worry. Um, so they, they can live their life neutrally. And so coming up with someone who's very vigorously happy and very unvigorously happy, like that kind of thing. I'm curious... First, Tony. Okay. What does Thanks. vigorous happiness look like? Like going to the grocery store, or maybe you get fired. Can you be like what? And 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 my other question is mm-hmm. like, how deep does that commitment to happiness go? Is it just your rose-colored glasses, where like on the inside you're crying tears of lead, <laughs> but you're like uh-huh. you're like everything is gonna be fine. Damn it, the world is beautiful. Or is this like really, really deeply felt? joy at your cat dying well i think that so happiness it's really funny because there's a book over there it's charlie the charlie brown one was like happiness is a warm blanket but like um (laughs) happiness is a warm gun uh but happiness for me at least is it's it's there's varying degrees of happiness like you could be totally happy and it's like ecstasy but then you could be you know happy with your choice where you're content or not really content but just more satisfied you know like I'm glad I ate that burger because I really wanted it, and I don't care about the calories. I'm just happy that I ate that. Now I don't have to worry about that. And for me, with a lot of things like that, is like I guess you can think of it as like instant gratification or even to be selfish. Um, but it's really like those little things can really shape how you're really focusing your your life. Um, so like it could even be something little like, oh, I need to go to the grocery store. Do I want to go to Safeway or Fries? Well, it would make me feel happier if I went to Fry's because I could get gas points because the Safeway doesn't have a gas station. So it's like, oh, well, that would make me happy. It's a very small decision, but that actually channels it because now I'm less likely to go to Safeway at all. And so I'm going to the places that make me happy. And from there, it's a decision that I no longer have to make. Do you have a conflict in happiness? What if you got something at Safeway and not at Fry's, but you had points at Fry's? Um, I, Do I you prioritize? I guess so. Um, it, it's, it's just the pursuit of happiness alone is is enough for me to, you know, get through decisions. Um, yeah, I, I, there are definitely days where I wake up and I'm making a whole slew of decisions that make me very unhappy. But at the end of the day, I just go to bed disappointed. I was like, that was a wasted day. I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. But there's things like, like I'm a Pizza Hut delivery driver and I hate, you know, working a minimum wage job in food service. It doesn't make me happy. But by doing that, I'm able to do things like this that do make me happy. So the question I have to ask mm-hmm. further is, if you're always happy, do you find happiness in stuff that you do that doesn't make you happy? Are you positive? Like, does positivity mm-hmm. always make you feel like everything you do is happy, so you don't know what unhappiness is? Can you is? find the silver lining well, everywhere? I don't think that... I, I, I see why, like, happiness needs to be, like, paired with, like, sadness or uh, depression or angry or anger or whatever. Um, and, yeah, it's like I said, it's varying degrees of it. But I find that 
as long as I'm finding contentment and I consider contentment mean like multiple days of happiness, like to be content is like, you know, you wake up, you're just, nah, okay, cool. Today's a great day going, but you don't have to worry about, you're not stressing. Um, that I don't necessarily take decisions that are negative and turn them into a positive. I don't translate them so that I feel better because I feel like that's not genuine. That's not honest. It's that would be delusional. Um, but it's more important for if I have to make a decision, I want to make a decision that will make me happy rather than having decisions made for me that make me very unhappy. And in that regard, I absolutely hate, just as this is me personally, I absolutely hate when people tell me no because um, I just have this, uh, I've thought about these decisions. I'm like, this is a decision that will make me happy. I need to do this decision. And when someone just flat out tells me no without even listening to me, I can't even convince them. I'm like, you are impeding my happiness for no reason. That does not make me happy. And now I have to like, either like circumvent the person or eliminate the person out of my, you know, not like kill them, but like, <laughs> no, like, just like remove that obstacle. No. But well, does that make you happy then? If I can get a, uh, past the obstacle, I'm happy again. So this is true to your being like, to this is you, Tony, this is going me, through yeah, life. Yeah. Um, one other question to pose. I really like the way that it, like the expression that you used about kind of like the six sided die of happiness. And so like mapping out like happy to unhappy, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think about what's the transition from happy to happy. Um, and something we were talking about earlier is, and that you mentioned was like being happy with like yourself and like personal choices maybe could be like loosely summarized as like pleasure maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like empathetic happiness, like maybe that is a conflict that doesn't have to involve sadness or anger. Mm -hmm. It's more just like a shifting of the type of happiness. I don't know, that might just be a different way you to mean look like at it. Versus like hedonism or hedonism, hedonism and versus altruism. Yeah, altruism. Yeah, it could just be a different type of conflict of mm -hmm. like perpetual happiness. Well, then it almost leads into like this is like I was kind of thinking about too, like based off of your situations is, you know, when you're that happy and you're happy because of personal choices, other people almost kind of just don't want you to be happy just on principle, like almost out of spite. Like, yeah. it's just like, why, where do you get off being that happy? Where do you get off like having these good things? Don't you, you, don't you see that you're not rich? Don't you see that like you're, you're single? Don't you see like all this stuff? And if that doesn't bother you, that frustrates people. And so you almost feel bad about being happy. Hmm. But like, I don't know. I don't, I, I, yeah, I, I can definitely see how that could happen. But me feeling bad about them not being happy seems really convoluted to me. I'm like, why don't you just be happy instead so we can both be happy? <laughs> uh, so like I've definitely, yeah. there's, it's really funny because like you read a book or you like see a movie where it starts right at this person having this like turning point and then they go on this journey. There's like, that one person they talk to that just happens to say the exact right thing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, but like more and more I find I'm that person for other people or they're just like having the, their humdrum life and then they talk to me for like an hour and then they're like, oh shit, I'm quitting my job. I'm moving. Well, one of my coworkers, she's like, I'm leaving, you know, I'm leaving work right now and I'm going to kill my ex-husband. And I was like, well, that makes you happy. <laughs> so, she has a gun. Yeah. Oh, Perfect. oh gosh. Oh, no. That makes you almost the antithesis of her character almost in that like, her character is like telling people these awful truths and being ignored mm -hmm. where like people, and because they're negative because they're bad things mm -hmm. like you by being like this positive force of drawing people in and leading them to these other directions it almost be interesting if like what you're saying negative is direction well yeah <laughs> if, if what you're saying is very kind of toxic too like have you, have you guys ever watched crazy ex-girlfriend yeah i've only the first episode i love that show so much um but basically there's like a best friend character who's encouraging this girl to like 
follow her ex across the country and like really yeah really kind of get into it and really like support him like she basically makes turns her into a stalker of like oh yeah no I lowjacked his mom's car so that you always know where she was so that you could run into her in the grocery store and get invited to Thanksgiving like doing all these terrible things but like very encouraging well, like no this is your dream follow your dream this is happiness. great and like yeah I should do that but it's like no no everyone watching is like don't do that. Don't listen to her. That's bad things. I know it makes you sad, but no. Well, she was doing it, like, behind her back, so, like, she didn't know that she had an influence on her happiness, like, in the show's reality. Not until, like, one of the last episodes of the first season. Like, she's just doing all these really crazy things to help her best friend be happy. That's an interesting angle. To what extent are you willing to go to make other people as happy as happy? As happy as you feel and as happy as you perceive that they could be in the particular way that you perceive they could be happy. I think, yeah, that was... Do you know best? Uh, Well, I guess to try and make it into a specific character is that it it seems like that would be two different character motivations. It's like, I am ultimately happy because I am, you know, hedonistic, if you want to put it to an extreme. As I am hedonistic, it makes me happy, so I am in the pursuit of happiness. But another character may be like, I am in the pursuit of your happiness. It's my ultimate goal that you find happiness because I'll find happiness through it, like secondhand or vicarious. Like what? Like mom. Yeah, like mom. Yeah, exactly. Like a parent would. Is that like the more happy you are, the more happy I can be for you? Like, or almost like if that is the obstacle, is that your sadness and depression is really dragging me down. So I need to focus on you before I can focus on me. That seems like a different character. Because, I mean, not to make myself sound like such a huge dick, but, like, um, (laughs) I find that my happiness, uh, that other people become happier around me because they see that that the world doesn't bog me down as much. That I'm not worried about self-esteem. I'm not worried about how I look, how I sound, even though I look and sound weird. Uh, I'm not worried about those things. You need a haircut. Exactly. Uh, I saw it in the mirror. But, like, like, those things don't bother me as much as it may bother some else because I'm still happy like who cares like if somebody was walking down the street he's like god that, that guy looks terrible today I'm like I don't care I'm happy who are you I'm never gonna see you again you could die tomorrow and it wouldn't affect anything you could be happy too we could both be happy I'm spitting well I think it'd be so interesting if you were like an authority figure of some sort like a, like a teacher or like a, a priest or something like that is that like yeah you may be you're totally fine with your own happiness but people are coming to you for advice like people see you what as somebody that? who's supposed to help them and give them advice and it still kind of keeps a contrast with what she's doing she's actually actively trying to help people but is in no position to do so you are in a position to help people by default but I mean yeah you're fine like so what if they get their happiness or not like you're might encourage them it's like yeah go for it do it absolutely because like that's mm-hmm. The advice you give, but that's the advice you're supposed to give. But well, I think also too what what I find is being like risky. I suppose is that I end up setting a lot of fires and then never seeing them through. Like firing people, like they're like, oh yes, and de- yeah, I want to be happy. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go, and then they go and follow their dreams, and then they fall on their face, or some ex- right. succeed or whatever. But I'm just like, cool, you go do you, man. I'm going to continue to be happy right. on my own. <laughs> So, like, as important as I may be to somebody else is that after that interaction, it's not nearly as important because that was in the past. So they're not nearly as important to you yeah. as you are to them. I mean, what, right. if you were like, what if you were, like, the priest who told her ex-boyfriend, just come out, come out, it's going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And then that led to her whole situation. Like, it didn't affect you any, you did the right thing, but, like, she's fucked. It's interesting mm-hmm. that that would be a priest. 
I don't know. Why. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if a priest so much because a priest's sole responsibility is other people because a priest isn't looking for some sort of authority. Yeah. Yeah. people turn authority, to authority. Yeah. Right. authority. yeah, some sort of well, a, somebody trusted. That's why I think like a counselor or something. Well, even if you think about it, like it's like a best friend even mm-hmm. that uh, is. A, I mean, because like a best friend, a stereotype. If we're talking about archetypes as well, is that an archetype for a best friend is all for the protagonist's um, happiness, but. I don't know. I don't know what particular role that would have to be, because right now my roles are very transient, like a like a minimum wage job, meeting a lot of different people, like. Well, I mean, roles in life. Even if we're playing with the troop or anything like that, you could just be like a wise janitor, basically. You Wait. know, just like yeah, you know, somebody who's just always around and always seems happy, just like you said. Like happy mm-hmm. people tend to draw people into like inspirational moments. So if you're just like going about your day and someone's like, "Man, how do you do it? How do you be happy?" Oh, just tell the truth all the time. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell this truth. and boom. What, what is your source of happiness? Myself. Did you say you're a delivery driver? Yeah. What if you deliver happiness? You deliver <laughs> joy. <laughs> yeah, I brought a free pizza. I mean, like, but, like, not not so, like, liter- like so literally, metaphor. but, like... Mm-hmm. Well, that's called a drug deal. Also, like, <laughs> maybe that, yes. like, pick someone up delivery driver also works, but maybe, like, taxi driver. I'm trying to Ooh. think of, like, where you would have, like, brief engagements with someone. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. same way, you don't get to say delivering happiness in quite the same fun way. Though. It's said, but, but that is cheesy. Yeah. Don't listen to any <laughs> thing that I say. You get but like a where Lyft driver. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Taking them there. <laughs> yeah, something like that makes sense. I mean, it seems like a job that I could easily have. Just be like a taxi driver or something transient like that. Meeting well, a lot of people. Have you ever watched Taxi Driver, the Robert De Niro movie? <laughs> No. Yes. There's a, a moment of really like bitter version of what we're talking about, but like Deep. one of the first um, dry, like passengers that he gets is a guy who's like like high and coked up and stuff like that, and he like pulls him, he like pulls out a gun, and he's like, "You get, I'm, I'm going to my wife. I'm gonna go. Like my wife's cheating on me. I'm gonna go kill her and her lover." Like to the taxi driver, and he's like, "Okay, okay." Like he just like doesn't stop and doesn't do anything to prevent it or anything like that because that's not his problem. But like he's keeps on doing what he's doing. I think that's why it's a that's mm. actually a really good role for that and like you can really severely influence somebody's life but then just never see them again ever see I was even kind of thinking that if even if it were more widespread too that could work as well like if like if my character were like say like some like I don't know, like an economist or something and he came out with like oh well this is exactly what you need to do with your life to be happy like let me let me define happiness as such and, you know, this is how I live my life, and so my life is a pure example, so this is what you should do, and people find it, pick it up. Like, maybe it's a self-help book or something like that. He picks it up, he reads an article about it, and he's like, oh, well, hell yeah, if I'm not happy now, oh, like, or like every day that you're, for every hour that you're unhappy, you lose, like, one minute of your life, and it's like, well, I'm already halfway through my life. That's a quarter of my life already lost. I might as well start now. So, like, even something like that, where it's, like, an indirect um, inspiration, too. I'm not sure if that's... I love the motivational speaker self-help persona. I think that's a really fun, <laughs> fun. That's, yeah. mm-hmm. It's an interesting relationship yeah. that that person has with like the rest of the world. Yeah, and like the mass reach. What it reminded me of, and also I feel like this is kind of like how people perceive social media stars. Mm-hmm. It's like they're always happy, and like people <laughs> really hang on their every yeah. word, mm-hmm. and they have like such a large reach. And it's like, who is listening to this person and really being like? Oh yeah, this is the truth because so and so said it. I feel like that's also a role that internet. has that same. If, yeah, exactly. Like, what if he was like a YouTube star like that? He just like had Ooh. a YouTube channel that had tons of followers, like, and he just like 
because everyone rates everything. They're like, what if you just like rated like stuff in life, like rated like current events? I'm just like, I give breaking up with your boyfriend a two out of five or something like that. And like people like, because like he's has this like influence on opinions and stuff that's going on in the world. Like he's able to influence. So, so that's funny too, is that like, I, I'm a firm believer that ultimate honesty leads to ultimate happiness. Um, so even something like that where it's like, you guys did a good job. I give it a two out of five. It's like, well, you liked it. It's like, yeah, but I'm not going to give you a five out of a five. It was clearly not a five, but two was a really solid number for you. Even something like that. Yeah, I think maybe like, yeah, well, like the character I was kind of thinking too, leaning towards as well would be like a stand-up comic or someone who has influence, who is able to expound whatever their philosophy is and doesn't care about the consequences. Because I've definitely been influenced by stand-ups before, where they'll just say, like, one one thing in an hour thing, in an hour-long set, and I'm just like, yes, I agree with that. And then walk away, and it influences my life. But they didn't mean to influence me. Even something like that. Was that and maybe that thing wasn't even a key message in their stand-up. Yeah, it was yeah, just, just like a side a, comment. Or, yeah. Well, and, I mean, a comic is you would imagine is the pinnacle of happiness. They're making other people laugh. Right. They must always right. be happy. Well, that's Ooh. true, too. Like a clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the but same. ironically, because this one is actually happy. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, a whole tenet of like, comedy is that your tongue and tooth, right? It's all about honesty. The comedy comes from honesty. So mm-hmm. like you have that inherently within that character. It's true. Comedians are normally some of the least happy people, though, in the right. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more like a perception versus reality thing yeah. on that one, for sure. But where it's, like, most comedians are unhappy and they try to make, like, these jokes out of their, like, honest situations in order to get happy. I think it's interesting to kind of think about somebody who's in that situation and just, like, telling the truth and does genuinely feel good about it by doing so. Uh, Whereas, like, most people are just trying to, like, make the best of it. Like, they come off stage and it's just like, wow, that must be kind of tough for you to talk about. And he's like, no, I talked about it. It's great. I was able to say it. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. Good day. I don't know, maybe it's just like a, a just thinking of egomania now. Mm-hmm. And man, I'm just be a crazy person. <laughs> Ego or egomania? Ego. Ego. Egomaniacal. Yeah. Ego. I love <laughs> balls. No judgment. No judgment. <laughs> the fact that you know more than one kind of eagle off the top of your head is amazing. Peregrine is a falcon, it's not even an eagle. Don't be that impressed. I, I believe you. <laughs> exactly. See? You must Come be college. <laughs> Look yeah. at that sphere of influence. Are <laughs> <laughs> um, you okay, Taylor? Oh, yeah. No, I was just pulling my hair. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I, one thing I really liked, just in contrast, and I was kind of touching on it, is one of us being like, if we're making a direct connection, one of us being that other person in your relationship and just being that person who is happy at the expense of somebody else. So we can mm. kind of see, see what that looks like on the other side of things. Um, like just really kind of, we're seeing him like finding, pursuing his dream kind of like blank slate. Like he has a free pass to do that because the kind of people who was holding him back, people who could have been affected by it are okay with it or are gone. Like he, you're not really worried about it. But then, on the other hand, we see somebody who's pursuing their dream, and it, we're seeing the negative effects of it in front of us at the same time. I think that can kind of be a, a conflict to see. Because, I mean, the audience doesn't want to be sympathetic to that person. They want to be sympathetic for you because you got hurt, you got dumped for a terrible reason. So, I mean, it kind of puts you in a conflict of, like, no, 
you're supposed to be happy for this person because they're doing the right thing. They're following their dreams and their passions, but so what if they're hurting other people, right? I don't know. It's an interesting thing to kind of see, I think, play out. Especially and what's... In contrast with that. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. I was I'm curious, like... There's so much, like... When I achieve this dream, when I achieve this goal, I will be happy. Mm-hmm. There's so much of yeah. that, like, pressure attached yeah. to I will be happy when, I will be happy if. What happens when gay boyfriend goes off, is with a man, and realizes that he's still not happy? Yeah, but if he never like, has a relationship like yours... Ever again. Even have, but even though he knows he likes guys now, like, he just still isn't going to be in love the same way. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So there is no happiness. Well, unless you define it. Yeah. Unless he decides that his honesty was enough, which is an interesting contrast <laughs> if, to the character you're talking about. If it's quantitative and it's measurable, mm-hmm. and if you reach that, then I think, yeah, you've attained happiness. Mm-hmm. Now, you know... Can you measure a feeling? You can measure a position. Mm. For example... <laughs> If I win an Oscar, that is my moment to shine. Sure, there's dreams that comes after it. However, the dream that I really chase after is to stand up on stage and receive an Oscar. So now I've measured it, and I need to do things in order to get it. So I think that's how I would measure Just making them tangible. A feeling. So there's... There, they like, have... like, you know what, sorry, what Jim Carrey did? You know, for his uh, movie, Dumb and the Dumber, mm-hmm. he said he, he wrote himself a blind, he wrote himself a $10 million check or whatever. Uh, three years prior to it, put it in his pocket, he said he's going to cash it in three years, got that deal. So he measured it that way. Like, I'm going to get this $10 million deal for this huge movie. I don't know what it is. However, the day I can cash it, I will think I've reached happiness. But, mm-hmm. like, the, the, there's also, they were, it was again on NPR, where they're interviewing uh, a boxer. Um, who won her gold medal in, uh, in uh, I think it was in Beijing, maybe it was London. She, she won a gold medal. Now it's her whole life's goal was to win gold. And when she did, she's like, now what? She's like, I literally dreamt about it every night. I thought about it all the time. Every single day of my life was to get the gold medal. And when I got it, I slept and didn't dream. And so, <laughs> oh my gosh, my partner is living that a little bit. Yeah. So like that like, line. Uh, maybe like happiness, she gained happiness, but it was that's it. It's what now? Title. What's yeah. next? That's so a really good other for? shade of happiness. Yeah. I like that. Like happiness achieved. Mm-hmm. No one thinks of it in that manner, but yeah. it's success. But I mean, like success, you can build up to it. But like happiness, to to have such a centralized goal, and once you achieve it, like. The Oscar, like the day, like the day after Leonardo won the Oscar, do you think he dreamt? Do you think he was like I'm get another Oscar? I guess. Like uh, Lewis Black had this joke how he was he was performing Carnegie Hall, and he's like, "This is the pinnacle of every comic's career. That's it. <laughs> I've reached it. The only thing I can do now is have a severe drug problem and do rehab and start all over again." <laughs> yeah. Because it's not like in a film, like yeah. in a film, like Rudy, he, he gets out there, he plays, he reaches his dream, and then credits. What happens the next day where he's like, okay, now I'm done. Deep depression. Yeah. Drinking into oblivion. Suicide. <laughs> Just like, whole, you're done. Your life is done. The whole second act of Into the Woods. 
So it, oh my gosh, I just right, watched yeah. that last weekend. Right. That's why. <laughs> well, it's just oh, like, really? I didn't know that happened. I yeah. did not know how that was gonna go. Well, <laughs> with that though, with with the idea of placing your happiness on something external, I think that's the risk. Is at least with when it comes to my happiness, is I'm placing it internally. It's me. I am going to be progressing as long as I live, and when I die, who cares? I'm dead. So like, if you place happiness on a goal or happiness on a person or happiness on an idea then your happiness is now tangled up in them or in that idea. So like if like, cause like there's like some people who are like, uh, like, like you get really angry at somebody. And so you're like, you know what? I need to hit that person to feel better. Like I'm angry, angry, angry. And you go out and you sock that person. Well, guess what? You don't feel better afterwards. Now your hand hurts and now you have another problem. So it's like you have this idea and even if you accomplish it, it does still doesn't bring you happiness. But then you have some things where you, you do it and you find happiness and now what? The lights go out. Well, and to loop it back into the circumstances of like the boyfriend, if that was a potential character, um, I wonder, it does feel like that moment of like saying like, this is who I am is like a catharsis. It's like, okay, I am who I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's like trying to figure out what equals success after that is like not necessarily a clear road or like, now how am I going to have happiness? It's like, okay, I am who I am, but what, so, what does that mean? <laughs> so it's that, the, the last scene in The Graduate. Have you seen The Graduate? Yes. So they're sitting on the bus. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> That's exactly it, yeah. Well, so then, am I chasing happiness or am I just chasing self-satisfaction? Hmm, good question. Do you know what I mean? Like, to give you an example. So, well, another reason for quitting alcohol is because my entire life I've always wanted, you know, a six-pack. I wanted not a beer. No, well, just go get it. <laughs> right? And then, and then somebody asked me, well, you know, you're not going to eat this. Got a you're six-pack. What's going to happen after that, right? And I did not plan on anything after that, right? But then somewhere deep down in me, I started hanging out with a lot of friends uh, who worked out. And deep down in me, it was like, oh, well, what now? I think the next step is to maybe compete, right? So I don't know if I'm ever going to be happy. I'm just going to feel happy. But I don't think, I'm always chasing maybe self-satisfaction. Does that make sense? And it's an interesting thing with uh, your backstory, too, that you put into this, is that, like, he leaves his girlfriend, he, like, on the word of his dad, and, like, goes off to pursue his dreams, but, like, if it ever gets hard, you now put yourself in a position where you can never, like, say, like, well, I tried. Like, you, right. if, if you ever do that, you're now dishonoring the, like, everything that you've done before. Like, you've never, you've now, well, well everything... fail, failure is not a thing anymore, right? Exactly, yeah. Yes. If you ever fail, like, it, even if you try your hardest to, like, just, like, you're right, Dad, I'm going to take your advice, I'm going to go get an Oscar. And you just never fucking get an Oscar because it's really hard to do. Right. Like, great, your dead dad's last words almost meant nothing now. Right. Or is it enough to try? Because you didn't yeah. obtain the what success you... that you placed... On yourself? If, if that's the if that's the metric you're going to measure for yourself, like mm. if Jim Carrey had written that ten dollar ten million dollar check and didn't cash it in three years, is like is he kind of a failure? It's like well shit. Like I'm I feel pretty good. Like I've been pursuing my acting dreams, I've been following my dreams, but I'm not where I'm supposed to be yet. See, but that's Crap. that's again the idea yeah. of tangling now. up your happiness in something else. Yeah. Because then it no longer it's no longer under your control or your purview. Mm-hmm. You don't have the opportunity to 
you know, well, can manipulate it, I guess. Well, even if what like even if it's like you you get told you can finally finally follow your dreams and you go and pursue your dreams and you realize that like it wasn't really acting it was yeah maybe it was like stand-up that you wanted to do if you drop the acting and go do stand-up is it any like kind of less valuable like if the rest of your family if that girlfriend you dump sees that and is like what the hell you dumped me to be an actor now you don't even care about being an actor anymore like it was never that like what was the Mm. point of dumping me then well Mm. that is only if you define your dreams to somebody else rather than yourself right right yeah I mean, but even if we pull it back further, so even in the in the, the Declaration of Independence, it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You can't guarantee happiness. You can guarantee life and liberty, but all we can guarantee is that you can pursue happiness. So maybe maybe for you know for your character for George that happiness is never obtainable, but that's the goal you're always shooting towards. And I'm never going to know until I reach. Said metrics. Right. Well, even, out, even oh, if it's not a metric, yes. it's like you you can have an ultimate goal like that, yes. And maybe if you died before you got your Oscar or, you know, then you lived your whole life successfully because or happy, happily because you were in, always in pursuit, pursuit of that. But then if, I mean, at that point, are you just justifying it to yourself, though? I mean, because, yeah, you set the metric and the metrics is a tangible thing and, like, who cares about that in the long run? But, like, yeah, if you are, like, laying on your deathbed and you're like, I never got my Oscar, but... But, you know, I, I tried. You know, I, I tried to be an actor, and that's what I wanted to but do. See, is that really enough, or are you just telling yourself that's so no, comfortable? No, <laughs> the difference being is the pursuit of happiness, is that if he, you know, if, if he, you know, left his father and just immediately started eating as many bags of Cheetos as he could, thinking that that was his way to do an Oscar, and he died, that would not be happiness, because he wasn't pursuing his dream. He was, he was justifying the dream. But if he was always pursuing the dream, like, say he was in... Say Leonardo DiCaprio or Heath Ledger. So Heath Ledger, he was in pursuit of an Oscar and he got it posthumously. So his life was not, you know, he wasn't living. He probably he maybe was unhappy, well, but like if you use that as the example, is that the, the Oscar is just a benchmark. It shouldn't be the ultimate. Right, but I mean, even, if, even without that benchmark of like having an Oscar, you still at that moment of like you have to stop and follow your dream. You have to decide what your dream is then. Like, if, because that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like, if you do something, if you ever do anything besides that dream you decided to follow, then is that being unfaithful to your dreams? Or is that, mm-hmm. like, you just being kind of changing and growing as a human? Or, yeah, or is a dream just do whatever you want? Yeah, I mean, is, yeah, does it have to be that tangible? It could change, it could change tomorrow. Again, and, and, if, and if you do that, are you, I guess it's just never really satisfying, but if you do that, like, are you just saying that because you are unhappy pursuing the dream you thought you enjoyed? Or like, are you just saying, like, well, I guess really the moral of the story is that I need to be doing what I want. Are you just saying that to yourself, or do you really mean it? Well, I to, guess that's what to, yeah. to turn it around on me, is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that for me personally, my, my ultimate goal is to be happy. And so I don't, I don't need an actual, like, deadline or idea i don't need an oscar to be happy is that my ultimate goal is to be happy and that is my pursuit every day but then you decide what happy is so just like you decide what pursuing an actor means i know i know the idea of happy but i don't know in that day what will make me happy because if you make it if i make it so specific and i don't achieve it then i'll just be perpetually setting myself up to fail because if I'm like, today I will have, to, I know when I wake up that by the end of the day I will be happy if I do 20 push ups. It's like, 
I can't be happy throughout that day until I've completed that goal. So I say, fuck it, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to continuously be happy. And this decision, that decision, and as I'm going, I just get the general hue of it. And is this this where I want to be heading? Okay, there's more light in this tunnel. Oh, let's head over here. So I don't know. For me personally, it's it's more of a they're smaller steps, they're baby steps in this grand journey. Um, rather than shooting an arrow and trying to find it or playing golf and trying to find your goddamn ball. It's like, that's not what's fun. I just think... Uh, not to answer... Yeah. No, no, answer no go ahead. I would just say, I just think all of it is a variation of shooting an arrow and trying to find it. Because even if you're yeah, like... smaller Michael, arrows. Yeah, but I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, yeah, your goal is to be happy in, in the long run. Like, my goal is just to be happy. You're still kind of, yeah, you're deciding those points and you're still making benchmarks for yourself no matter how tangible and tangible they are. And so, in the long run, you're the one who's still defining your happiness and end of tangible things. You're still the one materializing it in some way because you're like, okay, well, now I'm not going to, I'm going to set a rule for myself to be happy today. I'm just, I just want to try and be happy. And at the end of the day, you're like, well, nothing bad happened. Yeah, I, I'm happy. I guess I was happy. Problem solved. But you're still defining it. You're still justifying it to yourself in a way. Well, then very much so. Um, I don't see that as being... See, the, the, but the, the, the leap from the happiness to where you are now is that is what seems to be the most troubling. Is that although, yeah, I may be making 45 happy decisions in a day and it's baby steps, is that I'm not worried that the next decision will be my last decision or my last happy decision. I'm, I don't ever have to worry about that moment where I win the Oscar or, or I win the gold medal and then what? Because I already know that there's going to be more at the end. So, like, you, some some people may shoot for that long goal, get it, and then be done and retire. Um, like, uh, uh, like Gene Hackman. Mm -hmm. He reached a point in his career where he was like, I've done all I've wanted to do. I'm retiring. And he was done. He just decided to do a different venture and make himself happy otherwise. But I don't know. So who knows? Who knows what happiness is, but... To come back to kind of what we were talking about, again, like movements from feeling to feeling, I really like the concept of like happiness achieved and also juxtaposing that with happiness not achieved and what that means. Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen Don't Think Twice? Of course you should go see it. It's oh, about I want improv. to really bad. Okay. So there's oh, it's one. Oh, Bigley, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Of course I want to go see it. Okay. I saw it last night. It was, it was really good. But there's one it's character in it um, who... Uh, he basically, like, he has the one singular dream, like, the achieving the Oscar-type dream. Yeah. And this doesn't ruin anything, but he just, he never gets it. Yeah. And then he has to redefine. But he, it's not like he died and didn't get it. It was yeah. like, he has to keep living knowing that he never got that. And I think that is also an interesting thing mm -hmm. to explore. Like, he has to create a new happiness. Mm -hmm. that, and like is it complete for him you don't really know if that new happiness is complete yeah, I mean it's like at the end of the day no matter what like your goal is in the long run you're the one who has to kind of decide if you're actually happy or not mm -hmm. and like you have to have that moment of self-realization of like I guess this is happy yeah and that's well yeah and like I don't, I don't know if you've got any of you guys have watched the comedy special If I by Dermot Martin it was in it was in um, the UK um <laughs> So it's like British humor. It's but really good. No, Dimitri Martin is is from the United States. Most of his comedy are, is here. But um, he did like a British special um, that he oh like every he talks about kind of his life and how his exploration for like happiness essentially. Um, and he like changed his life and like 
um, like broke up with his girl, his current girlfriend, because he wasn't happy. And what he did was he like made a list of things he was gonna do each week to make him happy. Like and like there's like list. different, well yeah, and there's like different like categories, um, and it's consistent each week. Like one thing was like help another person, and whatever he defined that as like that week, like oh I gave this homeless person five cents because I had it in my pocket. That was me helping somebody this week, and he'd like make check marks or um, <laughs> I'm gonna run ten miles for my health because that will help me be happy. And like he like talks about it and talks through it and he's like basically in the end like this list didn't make me happy. It was just a list that I, I felt like I needed to create because being a good person is what makes you happy, right? I think. I think that's what I was trying to do, but was I actually doing that? And he like kind of explores it throughout the entire Ooh. comedy special, which is like super interesting and just like how like lists or like things like benchmarks that we create for ourselves that doesn't necessarily make you happy, like just another another take on that. the feeling of validation that you are trying to make yourself happy is making yourself happy. And, like, happy. a good person. Like, that was his biggest exploration is, like, this is, like, yeah. me being a good person is going to make me happy. So what were you saying was, like, the antithesis of my characters being ultimately happy as someone who never is... I wasn't necessarily juxtaposing it to your okay. character. I haven't... We were kind of talking about maybe, like, you're perpetually never happy is the opposite of okay. that. It was more the happiness achieved. So, I did all these things. I got the gold medal. Now what? Now what? Okay. And then versus, like, you have that same defined goal, but you never got the gold medal. I don't so, say it's like putting the boyfriend character next to KK's character, potentially. Like, if we if we said it so... Um, mm-hmm. Not to jinx you or anything. <laughs> but, like, if we, if we said it so, like... He had his happiness achieved moment, and now he has, and now what? And you were like, you'll get to pursue your dream, but you never get to where you need to be. Like those two people, almost kind of can almost kind of say that of contrast. Well, and I also like the idea of like maybe a character where, um, like, sis- like they're trying to follow what society says is happiness, mm. and like seeking that. Like one thing that I've talked to Tony about, this is one that I'm a little bit more sensitive about, um, but is like the idea of like weight and like society tells you what like the United States has ideas, ideals of what beauty is. Right. And so like for me, like Tony and I started personal training and like I'm trying to get to my weight loss goal. But is that because like that's for me to be happy or is that because society told me that's what happiness is for me? You know what I mean? Like an external... Just so Have you figured that out? Mind. Well, the thing is, is that, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts of, like, women talking about this and, like, <laughs> stuff like that. And, like, um, they... None of the women that I've ever heard getting to the weight loss school, that's not the thing that made them happy. Um, the pursuit of it? Well, and, like, there's some women that, like, like being heavier because they get to, like, indulge in, like, like disgusting food because it tastes delicious. Like, and, like... Yeah. I was going to say, I listened to one with you and one that, like, resonated. This American Life yeah, has yeah. a really awesome special oh, really? Yeah. on it. So good. Yeah. It came home for me. One that resonated was, like, this girl was talking about how um, she had a, a huge um, surgery and, like, stuff, like, did, like, the skin, like, tucking surgery and everything mm-hmm. like that and um, got married afterwards. And, like, she said how hard it was for, for her to realize when she had a conversation with her husband that, like, he wouldn't have married her if he had met her, like, a year before. Because she was so, so yeah, because she was so happy. Like, she, yeah, he, like, he loves her for who he is, but, like, he never would have, you know, talked to her and, like, shared the moments with her if he had thought she was beautiful first. Well, and, like, that's, like, like, one thing she, she brings up is just, like, that, that struggle. Like, I actually, like, she actually felt that her, like, past, like, her heavy self was the real her. And he talks about how he thinks the real her is the skinny version of herself. And, like, this woman, like, took basically a version of like like coke 
in the tablet form, and it wasn't actually oh. Coke, but it was like a weight loss. Like hydroxy cut yeah. or HCG or Basically, it but so it was like something yeah. from Mexico that's like not legal in the United States that's like really extreme for weight loss. Um, and like, just like talks about that, like that's not necessarily her, even though her husband thinks that way, and like just seeking And her that. husband knew her before and after? No, no only knew her after. after. Yeah, her husband met her when she was, when so she was skinny and like only knows that about Possibly know her. Her yeah, yeah, true exactly. Self. Exactly. So, like, but, to, to him, that's all she ever has been is just like this pretty yeah. skinny girl. But like to her, it's like she had to change herself so much, and like he'll never understand what she was always like. But so isn't that interesting through. that people associate personality with weight? Like, ultimately, she's not different at all. I mean, aside from her maybe self esteem, but and like the way other people look at her, but like herself hasn't really changed. So, like, like the core of it. Yeah, so it's interesting that people self-identify to themselves. Like, I look like this. This is me. It's like if I dressed up in something that is totally not me and, like, all my friends would give me shit. They're like, Ariel, you look a fucking idiot. But, like, if random people saw me on the street, it'd be like, yeah, that totally makes sense. It's just, like, interesting how we use outside stuff to self-identify. Well, so with this particular woman, how was he, she so certain that he wouldn't have been with her before? Or was she placing that? Was she was projecting She that? asked him. Oh, she asked him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's like, he like hesitates like mm-hmm. a while and then thinks on it and is like, but I think this is the real you. Like, and uh, yeah. So like he inferred, like she inferred. Divorce him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tried. All he had to say was yes. <laughs> Um, it's just that's just like a weird yeah. contrast to create that like one version is real versus the other one not being real. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that supposed to make you happier? Well, I think yeah. it's supposed to be good. so. Like, if we're gonna really tack this down, so um, we have mm-hmm. so if we had like a like if Taylor's character was centered around something like that, like maybe it was weight loss or something where there's this ultimate goal, and once you achieve uh, you achieve this goal, it's no longer satisfying. That's well, okay, I did it. Um, it could be something like drinking or smoking or some other vice. Um, and then once it's been achieved, it's no longer satisfying. Now you have to reconcile that. But I also like just the the journey of like what does that what does that trajectory look like when you are one hundred percent committed to and buying into society's definitions of happiness and and conforming to them even if it's not genuine even if it's not authentic but you've bought into that standard so much that you're you're going to church you're there you're like drinking the kool-aid and what does that what does that look like without necessarily without necessarily getting to like a, a bow tie or a happy ending or a conclusion or maybe not maybe getting there maybe not but just that that arc of the exploration so, yeah so the, then the question is is that the, the, the character isn't necessarily pursuing happiness people are projecting their happiness onto her well it is kind of a pursuit but it's a pursuit that you always have to kind of check in with people about like if that, in that situation where it's like you have to lose weight to, to be happy you have to lose weight to be pretty yeah it's just like okay guys what do you think? Is this enough? Do I need more? Is this too much? He's like, oh no, now you're anorexic. Now you have to change it. You have to fill out. Now you have to eat a little bit. It's like, okay, I'll eat a little bit. It's like, well, you know, you're getting a little thin. You know, it's like, okay, so what what do you... And then who who are you trusting? Who is the society that this character is trusting (laughs) to set those standards of happiness and why those particular 
pillars of society? Like, is it Cosmo magazine because yeah. your mom read Cosmo magazine? Is it um, your grandmother? I don't know. <laughs> your college roommate? Well, it's very similar. Well, fascinating discussion, by the way. Um, <laughs> because, no, seriously, because I relate to it. I relate to it. I relate to it because everything that I've done so far in my life was to please society, Mm -hmm. not consciously, but this is what I've been told that I should be doing. And today, I find myself, that was not me. Yes, I'm an engineer in the society today, and I got everything that my parents wanted me to achieve as far as going to college, getting a degree, and getting a job. But me sitting right here relates to that character because, hey... That was, that's not me. I just did that just so that society would get off my back. And today I find myself saying, hey, that's not what I want to be. Was there a time when you bought into that? When you uh, bought, when you, when yeah, you when really... The, when the paychecks hit the, hit the bank. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, baby. <laughs> I made it. Oh, yeah. This is what they're talking about. Well, so, like, when it comes to, like, the societal thing, is, like, it's often, like, referred to, not to, not to throw in too much anarchy, but, uh... When, when cu- cultures before government were very much built on the idea of the society, of the culture. It's like, if you didn't play by our social norms, you had to leave. Um, and so it was a survival thing. It's like, I should just, you know, I may want to, you know, set everyone's hut on fire, but if I do that, I'm not allowed to stay. So I guess I won't be an arsonist or like something crazy like that. <laughs> or I'm not going to steal fish or I'm going to help out. I'm going to help farm. I'm not going to be a lazy bum. Whatever it is, is that it was like a survival tactic that's built into the, you know, the culture that where, where it's going is, is that sort of no longer, um, a piece of life now because you can, you're, you're one is able to travel and find a new society, a new home. You can, you know, in those days, it's like you would have to travel thousands of miles to, to happen to stumble across another community, and hopefully they'll take you in. But here, it's like you can almost build your own community, and there's communities popping up oh, all over the place. The internet. Yeah, look at Reddit. Oh my God, there's everything. <laughs> so like, you can find a very specific niche community that you can be a part of. Um, mm-hmm. So you almost don't. You can almost be happy and be yourself and be a part of your society. You just have to manipulate or. I don't know, maybe carve your way through the world in order and to get there. Manipulate is good. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't want to say manipulate so much as because you're taking other things and putting it towards your own thing. It's more like you're shaping your vision of your happiness and your future to mold into those particular things. So you got to break out from the community considering you're an outcast. Well, it's, mm-hmm. You just leave them behind because they weren't helpful. I guess. Well, it's sometimes that family is a part of that community and that gets really hard. Well, you were saying, like, even, like, the friends that encouraged you to drink, eventually they fell apart or fell to the wayside. So, like, you were shaping your happiness and everything else kind of went away. So, essentially, that's what you were doing anyways. But to put it back in, again, like, a kind of cynical view, but, like, is that is that constructive, though? Is that really, like, a, a good happiness thing to say, like, well, this society isn't accepting me. I'm going to go to a different society. Who it is? Like, is that really always, like, a healthy helpful thing to do to just be like 
no, no one else is telling me what I want to hear. I'm going to go to where they're going to tell me what I want to hear. Are you the cynic? Is that your is that going to be? Is I'm that just your a bitter, sad man? So even with that, it's the same thing with the boyfriend. Yeah. Where do so I get? Let's say I get nine out of ten things happy with this relationship, but that one thing I'm really harboring. I need to release it. Release it, move, you pursue that 1% or that 10%, and you never find the other 90% like you did before. Were you happier before or after? So, I mean, that's that's a great question. Are you happier in this new society, or would you rather conform in order, or conform or assimilate? Would that make you happier? Or is pursuing that one aspect of your, your life more important, or... I guess that's perhaps that's why I'm always transient, is that I'm always pursuing the latter rather than the former. As I would, instead of conforming, I would rather just continuously pursue happiness and see how that takes where that takes. So very similar to my character. I think I think the, the, what what's happening is that's the that break. Yeah. yeah, is that you were in you know you were in this societal you know, uh, framework and then you decide to break apart and do something different. I think that is, a, that's, that's the stuff that audiences want to see. That's what we want to hear. That's, that's going to drive your entire character. The whole show is why did you make that decision? You know, what, what is it doing to you? You just know people very rarely just all of a sudden up and do something crazy. Right. You know, it's always variations of it. And like your character, uh, so Ariel's character, um, she doesn't even get that choice because it's made for her. And that is even more important. It's you're happy, happy, happy living in these constructs, and all of a sudden, bam, it's taken from you because you no longer can be happy because it's tied up in somebody else. I'm really interested to see where that character's going. <laughs> <laughs> right here! <laughs> she made it! <laughs> she made it. I'll spoil the ending. Um, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, but uh, so, again, because we're kind of running out of time, I want to try and tack this down a little bit more. Is that we need to find some sort of character for Taylor and for Tony? Because I think we've kind of coalesced around the idea of like perhaps for me, like a stand-up comic who's expelling happiness, um, regardless of the consequences. <laughs> happiness without consequences. What a great life. Well, again, I'd like to see the other side of hers, but. Again, I, I don't know if it's kind of a trap to set that kind of direct, like, relationship up and, and just have it, like... Like a dichotomy, like, specifically? That, and, like, to just be, like, are we, like, side characters in each other's stories and already am I... Is this, like, the central story and, like, well, I'm just kind of also in yours, you know, so I... Meaning if you were to take on... Has to be. Yeah. The the yeah. role of the boyfriend. The other side. Am I just helping explore. her right now? See, am I, I, would, I would argue that... The best, the best thing for that would to be to pair uh, uh, Ariel and uh, and KK together as being the boyfriend and girlfriend. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, him being gay, but him pursuing happiness without you. You did break up with a girl in your story as well, yeah. so that seems like the oh. easiest pairing. That way, your story continues on your track, and your story continues on your track, and we already see that relationship, and you guys can do whatever you need to do. You're independent people from now on. It's because in your monologue, it's so ambiguous throughout the, almost the entire thing that you really wouldn't need to change any of it. Like, what I, now? Yeah. Like, the last line of it. It only hints at it. Though, I, I guess, like, the biggest change would be is, like, 
their relationship is very lingering. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is clearly, like, a clean break. Like, he's just like, peace. I, I would say that it is lingering because he's, he's, like, he was going for a calculated risk. So if it's calculated, it takes time to make that decision. You obviously thought about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the that's same true. thing, like, you know, you guys are living your own life. He's becoming a little bit more distant. You know, that's normal, I guess. You know, you guys are getting older. Maybe you guys are thinking about, you know, settling down finally, looking at houses maybe vaguely. And he just comes and he's like, so I quit my job. And I sold our, I, you know, I sold my car, and I bought a ticket to Japan, and I packed a bag this morning, and I'm leaving this afternoon. I just wanted to say thank you for the good times. Goodbye. <laughs> it was like literally something like that. Where I was like, where did that come from? But he's been thinking about it for forever, and the signs have been there, but they're ambiguous at best. And then the decision is made, and that's where everyone gets shot into orbit. And where does that leave you, Tony? I, Well, we have a character that is um, always searching for happiness, and if she gets it, she has to reconcile afterwards. But we don't have the character yet of whose whole—no, not so much that—but whose whole purpose is to make someone else happy. I think we still haven't completely addressed what what she was talking about with the dichotomy of somebody who who gets to their Olympic gold medal and then has to deal with, with the aftermath, and then somebody who. Um, because if, if that's their relationship and that's kind of taken away that prospect of it because he's kind of pursuing his dream, he hasn't right. hit it yet. Mm-hmm. And then so and that and then the person who is kind of pursuing their gold medal never gets to it. Which mm-hmm. it, I mean is kind of a parallel path to somebody who's following society's norms potentially. So the two on either one of them. So one character always pursuing never achieves. The other character achieves but now what? Yeah. I think those are two things that another contrast to each other just like we kind of have these pairings going off here Mm -hmm. Um, another contrast to each other that you can play with Mm -hmm. so cool Um, so let's 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 what are you guys feeling like is there like a a string or an idea it almost seems like Taylor you were talking about weight loss as being that that defining thing since we're all making it kind of personal is that the weight loss is your ultimate goal. Maybe that is the ultimate goal that you're always pursuing but never achieve. Yeah, I would say never achieve just because it'd be a lot easier for just, like... Yeah, if, technically speaking. I'm not... because, well, like, obviously, like, at the end of the process, like, that would not happen. Like, I think it'd be more of, like, the pursuit, like we talked about. I think that'd be a lot stronger mm-hmm. for weight loss. Well, there, there are a lot of reasons to lose weight as well, like medical reasons as well, like, you know, heart diseases, hypertension, things like that. But you can still live, like, heavily without those being a risk, too. Though. No, I know, yeah. but I mean, like... You and can... that's not something that's often, that we're often, like, that's very transparent. It's right. very, we very much hear the other rhetoric. That's what I think it's almost like a facet of that, like, when someone sees a heavy person, they automatically assume they're unhealthy. Right, but see, the, the where, I, where I'm going with this is that, so if... Taylor's character says, my goal is to lose weight. The society places the reason on it, but her reason is different. You know, the society is saying, oh, well, you need to lose weight because obviously this and this and this and you must be unhealthy and this and this and this. And her reasoning may be something completely different, but that's not what we see. And no matter how much she says it, it doesn't matter because society is more overpowering. So that's the goal is that you're constantly trying to achieve this goal of trying to lose weight. And maybe it's just because you think losing weight alone, just the pursuit of losing weight will make you happy. That even if you lose, even if you lose one pound, that that is, you're going to call that success. That that is, and so like essentially what you're doing is you're trying to, it's a dust storm. 
or a snowstorm and you're plowing through with all this different stuff to come through it and when you finally reach the next street you're like whew I made it now to the next one sort of feeling Another way to look at that, this is kind of like maybe a slightly more opposing one that reminds me a little bit of the NPR story. By slightly more opposing, you mean completely different? Completely different. Ah! (laughs) Maybe it is, though, talking about like the societal views. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are doing it for societal reasons. And at the end, you come out like, no, this is the real me. Like, screw that, essentially. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you're just like perpetually sad because you can't make it. I don't know, whatever it is. But... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about it's not achieving as being kind of like the end thing, I, I like quote that. Unquote. Well, it, it, I I like that too, just because like I mean, like sometimes like for me, like personally with weight loss, like my mom and sister have a lot to do with me wanting to lose weight because they constantly are telling me that this is what I need to do. So like not even just like society, but like my family, like this is why this is how you'll be happy as a few. It's a lot of pressure. It's Mm -hmm. weird like thinking about the husband and like having just someone like in your life like that. Because if you do lose weight and you're like, this doesn't really feel like me anymore, then there's people who are like, no, it's you. I'm like, what? Yeah. And imposing their imposing what makes them happy onto you. Exactly. Is an interesting. How how do you reconcile that when somebody you love? is imposing on you what is happiness, what they're attaching happiness to, even if it's not yours. So I'm trying, I'm, I'm maybe, you, people. Maybe, this, maybe this is my privilege talking, but I'm having a hard time seeing where that character goes, because it seems like that character is more, it, that is a detail rather than it's defining. Definitely privilege talking. Yeah. If I, may, if I may be so bold. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, it's a fact. There's a confession. I'm not sure because that's why I'm trying to see. So like society's pressure is not defining. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm, I'm just saying that like it seems like these other characters are more, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just by comparison. But these other characters seem more, I don't want to say like geocentric but it's just more like they're more geocentric just everything's revolving around them but they're um everyone is on their own journey and it seems like that character it's it's just screaming to me that she's not on her journey she's on someone else's journey well she that's the whole point though i mean yeah how do you be on your journey when another person is imposing their journey onto you and it's somebody that purportedly loves you and that you love that's why I was offering the the addition to it is that you also have that but you are also on your own journey as well is that you're you're weaving your way through all of this I almost feel like that's maybe maybe I almost feel like that could be more two-dimensional and just that like the the conflict is just consistently like well she's still losing weight but you're losing weight for this right and she's like no I'm losing weight for this like, I feel like that's that's not really going anywhere, necessarily. Because then, then it's people just, like, telling her and she just saying no. Like, no, this is different. Like, I feel like if it were if it were her just kind of trying to buy into it, then it's mm-hmm. that conflict of, am I getting anything from this? Am I, you know, if she's sure of what she's doing, then the conflict goes away. I have mm-hmm. an idea. Maybe that adds yeah. to it a little bit. Okay. It seems like there's it's missing, like, the plot point of the conflict. Here is an example, but maybe there's a different one. Maybe, like, you're getting married or your boyfriend just, like, proposed to you and you're thinking, I want to fit into X wedding dress because that's what a beautiful bride looks like that's or what whatever. And then over the course of this story, you realize, like, 
I don't give a shit about that or whatever it is you mm-hmm. realize. But maybe that's the more like central thing that like is kind of like driving you as you have this impending event that makes it more urgent. It's, is that what it's lacking in your opinion to make it more yeah, three dimensional? There's, there's more, yeah, there's more stakes involved, mm-hmm. I guess. It's, it just seems like that could go on. For, I, mean, I say that could go on for forever, but and we're talking about happiness being your entire life, but it just seems like. I don't know. I'm, it must be privileged because I'm like, man, to live that every single day must be so daunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is a conversation I shouldn't be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there could be another conflict, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing is, is that like, regardless of like her journey, like we're trying to right now talk about characters. There's lots of things, lots of conflict that could happen. With somebody that's overweight. Well, Smaller, okay. like, ecosystems of that. And that's not really where I'm stuck on. It's more about the characterization, I guess. I mean, to, to, to bounce off that, maybe maybe there needs to be something more specific about who she is rather than what she's doing. So maybe not a goal, but so much maybe she's maybe she designs wedding dresses. And so she's constantly reminded of it throughout her day that this is the ideal. Maybe she's a photographer. She's living her life passively rather than actively because passively means that everything else that she can kind of deflect these things and not constantly be bombarded by it instead of being pushing forward she's just trying to orbit around the the topic instead isn't that the other side of the same coin or am i missing something i don't know maybe i'm just circling the drain (laughs) no i kind of see what you're saying like potentially like she maybe she is a wedding photographer and the reason she doesn't ever like try to get her or maybe it's the reason why she doesn't date or the reason why she doesn't try to get her boyfriend to move forward is because she doesn't feel like she's going to fit the image of the things that she's taking a picture of. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of along yeah, the same line of what you're saying? Trying to make it yeah, I'm just trying to make it more specific. I think maybe that's something that like the specifics of it is something that you Come could out create. The yeah, exactly. Yeah, cuz maybe I'm just getting lost. well I think I mean I think that I'm having the same challenge with both of your characters because we haven't really fully developed Mm -hmm. either of them either right you know what I mean like I I mean I I get where what you're saying with like this character whoever she ends up being Mm -hmm. but like I think that I feel the same way about your (laughs) guys's so let's talk more about that maybe cool well we haven't really we know we've got like a stand sorry go ahead a stand up comedian Mm -hmm. who is like Happy. Yeah. Come hell or high water, happy. Mm-hmm. And then we've got um, this person who's navigating social pressure and, and maybe buying into it, maybe not. But there's there's a stigma around who you are socially. How do you be happy within that as yourself? Someone maybe. who knows what happy is and someone who's constantly being told what it is. is yeah. Is it a matter, and then, I'm sorry, just, just maybe to, just to help me myself, I was like, is it just a matter of conforming? to be happy like like in the societal thing is like you either conform or you change and so either you conform i.e. losing weight and becoming the ideal or do you break off and just do something completely different is that the same conflict or again am I Mm, I feel like it's more aspirational like maybe I'm missing it but like it's not like oh, I have to conform or, like, have to be different. It's more like, I want to have this thing, and, like, that's 
like point number one, like mm-hmm. get thin. Point number two, go to Hollywood. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the, it's like feels like step one on the checklist. It's like okay. Okay. So I feel like it's kind of an aspirational feeling yeah. as part of the motivation. Maybe not for everyone. That's what I would think. Okay, I can I can see. And then uh, yeah, I'm sorry for Tony. <laughs> the other one. Uh, the other. No, guys, one. the other one. Um, <laughs> Tony too, for clarification. <laughs> um, well, I mean, if if we're addressing the, I think I feel like the last really other factor that we haven't done is the guy who achieves it, and but then now what? So that, that's why I kind of hung with that. I don't know if we're thinking of another that would that play we well with the it. cynicism that I've been. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if, I, I mean, if we one. go that path, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways I guess you can go with it. We can do the literal on someone who just wins some kind of award and then figures it out. And, but there's a lot of it's kind of blank slate. Okay, so like just just yeah. off the top of my head, so do you guys know who Jeanette Wells is? She's an author. She wrote, oh, I forgot, I just lost the word, the name of the book, oh, The Glass Castle. Uh, she It's a memoir. Um, well, she wrote that memoir. It was very successful. And then what? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll write another memoir. Mm-hmm. And another memoir. And it's like, <laughs> a memoir is so personal, so specific. It's, you know, and, you know, you become successful. So do you just continue to do the same thing? So maybe your character is a writer and you write the great American novel like Harper Lee. And then that's it. You can never top it. The culmination of my life's work. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like a balloon. It's like you spend all this time filling the balloon. And once you let it go, you're like, oh, damn, I'm never going to get higher than that balloon. And I can't tear it down. It's too far. That so, reminds me of like a child prodigy. Like, mm-hmm. what happens when you achieve so, ultimate success No at one 14? cares if you're just a normal prodigy, if you're an adult <laughs> prodigy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one cares. Oh, like God. even like child actors yeah. follow the same thing. It's like the, the little kid from Kramer versus Kramer <laughs> was nominated for an Oscar, and he was like six or seven, and it's like, and then he never did acting yeah. anymore. He was done. Or it's like the 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 best actress curse too. Is that the, all these actresses once they finally win the Oscar for best actress, their careers go to shit. <laughs> their careers and their lives go to shit, and then they have to recoup. So you're saying Tony should be a child actor all grown up. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got from this. Like, like in a long time Have you seen a long time Yeah, yeah the, crocodiles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crocodiles. Yeah. The crocodiles. Exactly. Crocodiles here is kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something like that. There's like, yeah, he's already achieved success. And maybe, 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 maybe that's what we see is we see the success happen and we start to see that separation between his success and himself. He's but, being left behind by his success. And it can kind of, I mean, if we make it something, a career that's similar to like KK's character, then that leads another kind of maybe mental conflict for you two of like, I got what you're always looking for, and then like you see that like I'm not there yet. I nailed it. It's right here. So you wrote the self-help book that inspired him to leave. Okay. And he seeks you out, <laughs> but well, he, he turned out to be miserable. <laughs> he doesn't even need to seek you out. Is that you inspired him and he left? But that stole your thing because you're like the remote inspirer. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, yeah. You're supposed to be the happy one. I thought that was. But you're also like toxic happiness. Well, maybe. But, well, maybe mine doesn't have to be that his inspiration. Maybe it is your inspiration that your success leads to somebody else's success, but you don't get to benefit from it. Mm. Interesting. Or another way well, to... Well, that's kind of back, back to what she does, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like well, this is good. This is, yeah. this we're is connecting dots already. Once we got to the sixth, yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I don't know if it was in conflict for what you said. I, like, kind of missed what you said, so can you say it again? <laughs> no, it wasn't important. Apparently. 
Yeah, damn it, I'm sorry. We'll go, we'll, 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 we'll go back to the recording. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, what were you going to say, though? Um, I was going to say, in a, another way to make them connected is, um, well, I like that everyone's has kind of had a personal tie-in, and I'm not sure what your, like, personal career asp- aspirations are, but it seems like kind of the happiness achieved has been tied to career, like, as we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe if it's associated with writing, we could work at the same place because my character is very career-driven. So maybe if it was, like a newspaper for example like you just won the Pulitzer for journalism or like whatever that workplace is maybe that is the connection and there's a lot of like professional awards you could win in like several industries related to writing and I was was thinking of it from another angle too um, going back to kind of the like status of you guys as characters and like how we're trying to find happiness through helping others whether you want to or not Mm -hmm. Um, what if I just like got famous on the news for like saving somebody's life saved a bus full of children or whatever like that and I'm the guy who saved a bus full of children for a while but then like kind of have to go back to my normal life of like <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a cool yeah. I, was a, I was a hero I was you know a champion I was, you know, yeah, I was the top of the world of a thing like what, what am I going to do after that I have to go back to like being a normal person but is that happiness that you achieved if it's I mean if happiness is helping other people I mean if your savior, but I don't think yeah. I think we've I think we've moved away from you making other people happy to more like you've become happy now what you've found success now what um, like uh, like with, with with that example with the the writing example like like if like you wrote you cracked the case for to, to depose like the Nigerian prince or something like you did that and then you got hired at this paper and they gave you an office and a staff and they look at you and you're like. I spent 10 years on that case. I have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing. The mayor's dog escaped. Yeah. What do you guys want to work on? Kind of That's thing. True. So like that could be uh, like something like, like that as well. Idea. Do you have something deeply personal and tense that you need catharsis on? I haven't achieved any amazing goals like that are like that I can kind of now what from. I mean, the closest... Are you talking about marriage? I was going to say, the closest I could come was, like, to, to being married, but, like, that's still cool. So I haven't gotten... Uh, <laughs> Not over it yet. <laughs> exactly. I haven't gotten I feel like to the part where it's like, well, fuck. The <laughs> <laughs> there's there's got to be couples out there that are like, now I'm married, now what? Well, there, yeah, oh, I'm sure there's some. tons out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. Like people were like, uh, we just have we're having so much trouble. We're having all this. We just got to get married. Once we're married, all these issues are gonna go away. Right. Having so babies solves everything. Babies, yes. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> well, it's like there's that scene in Thirty Rock too, where like Alec Baldwin's with uh, Jennifer Aniston's character, and he's like, "Oh, we're fighting so much. I don't know. Maybe having a kid would solve all our problems." So like, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess like your character. I think would really do well if he was able to find some sort of success that was reached and we can see the success at the beginning and then the throughout just watching that success drift away. Because that would be that would be more interesting to see than if you were a child actor ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. Then we have to yeah. explain it away. Like in Along Came Polly, that was the big joke. And even at the end they brought it back, but like it was like that happened then. Yeah, mm. it's not as active. Uh, whatever, whatever happened, I, like, could just be the catalyst of 
everything that happens could be the I mean it could still without being a self-help it could still be the like me winning an Oscar could be the inspiration for him trying to be an actor or something like that or me winning a Pulitzer could be the inspiration of him going up and being a writer for or, whatever yeah you could even put like if um, Ariel's character is <laughs> maybe a journalist let's say yeah. she's a journalist and the first scene that we see with you is she's interviewing you about this ultimate success that you got <laughs> and in the interview as she's interviewing yeah. you you finally decide you realize holy shit I have nothing for me now yeah. You know, you spent all this time working on it. It's like, who, who interviewed Harper Lee? And I was like, what's your next book? Next book? And she's like, that's it. I wrote it. <laughs> next? <laughs> I'll write another one in 70 years. Hope you like it, maybe. And I'll die and then never have to defend it. So, like, yeah. But maybe that's where we see that. Maybe that's a potential scene where yeah. we see your success. She's interviewing you for your success. And then we can watch as you slowly. I love yeah. the metaphor of watching it drift away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 99 red balloons. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like the Hindenburg. Right. <laughs> I'm the guy see. who made the Hindenburg. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Hindenburg? <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. I think that's, I think that would be something worthwhile. Yeah. That kind of defines your character a little bit too. She's a journalist. Mm-hmm. And as an inspirational figure, it's kind of set a contrast to what you guys were doing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe you your what you did is inspiring either Taylor or KK's character too. That what maybe you both. did inspired, yeah, yeah, or both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what the splinter is: is that you did some. You're the catalyst. What you did was the catalyst and blew everybody apart. That'd be kind of cool. That's our inciting incident. Mm-hmm. In case you guys are worried about the playwriting lingo. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that could be an interesting thing too to see like somebody like someone's life actually is inspiring all these people and making all these threads, but then that person is kind of alone afterwards. So this has to be with afterwards. It's very very sonder. <laughs> very sonder. <laughs> so sonder. So That's sonder. so funny. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Sam. They're woke now. Taught us new slang because he's an ASU student. He's a hip with the lingo. On fleek. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Right on fleek. (laughs) We are right on that fleek. Yes, we are. There's a stack of fleeks. We're standing right on top. That was like the same way I felt when I was, it was explained to me what a grip was. Like, to grip and like, no, like a grip of money. Like, what? It's like, you know, when you grip money, like a big handful of money, it's a grip. Like, explain to Darby what word is bod, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we had a director who was directing uh, Taylor on a show and her, her character had to be kind of like ghetto kind of slangy and so she was like, word is bond, like word on the streets, blah, blah, blah. And like, she ended her mind like, like, peace. But the girl directing it is a very like, country club golf course privileged white woman like older white woman and so she did not know what those words meant at all well, so she's like so where does bond like what does that even like I mean we don't know what that means we don't understand that and it's like no where does bond just means we well, and she was like peace like I'm out and she kept being like when you say peace you need to say it like peace it's like, like you're all trying to spread the world peace. no way needs like, peace and I'm like, like no really peace means goodbye. that like, is far out of touch yeah. <laughs> like, it's a different watch you some precious the movie crushes. Oh, she could not handle that. 
Why didn't you just pay for the chicken? <laughs> um, so are, are, there, are there any other um, are there any other quick ideas that we can throw out there to try and tie us together? Because we're a little over time right now, so I want to see if there's anything else anyone's been thinking of. I would much prefer to see like the deeper levels of your guys' characters because I think then it'll make it a lot more clear how they connect or like how they have the potential to connect in the future. Soul-bearing, gut-wrenching, sadness. Show the guts. Yeah, because it's more fun, I think, if your guys' characters are not quite so dependent on ours because then they can be like a little bit deeper and then we'll have to just like come up with that as we go just like face that yeah Yeah. well and I think that's like the essence of the project too is like none of them should be like too connected because it's like these separate characters now interacting what does that look like they they have intrinsically connected and even having like a a scene connected between the two of you is simple because Mm -hmm. like we can that's a starting off point that's the catalyst we can draw we can write that we can draw that line or draw that dot and then we can connect it as we go was was your character could your character be on the verge of getting married when this happens? Just throw more in there. Um, and you happen, and she happens to run a store where you want to get a dress. Yeah. This is another situation to me. I mean, like, You're returning yeah. the wedding dress. <laughs> oh God, That's so much drama. So well, I don't want to like put too much behind that like plot point though. Like maybe you just come up with whatever it is that you come up with, and I mean, unless you're like really connected to wedding dresses as your thing. You know, <laughs> I mean, we talked about kind of like what our like your guys's occupations are. So like, I mean, if that's the defining occupation for my character, like I think that's fine. Well, we're reflecting on our careers. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be better a, for you just to like we can decide that later. Yeah. yeah, that's like it's we're easy to find a connection between us. We can bullshit anything once the people exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can find a connection between the you know the ceiling yeah. and the occupation. The rest well, of the fine. Yeah. and like like one thing that he brought up was like vice being like alcohol at one point potentially like vice being food for this character potentially too like maybe self help. Yeah. they seek it at some point. They're both in the same like non mystic group like support group type thing. Or something like I see these that connection easy. Like I'm sure, like you said, there's probably going to be a billion. Once we go over like each person's given circumstances of their monologue. If you're yeah. a stand, if you're a stand-up comic and you're a blues musician, I mean, we can there's, there can just be like a central open mic night type thing that people are constantly meeting each other there after your sets and after whatever. No. And we also haven't talked about KK's dream. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, do you want it to just be an actor? Do you want to just, mm-hmm. you want to just dream? Like that? Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> 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 right. And done. I just want to make sure because we were talking yeah, about the dream, but yeah. we didn't actually say what it was. So. And I'll change my monologue to be more oriented toward boyfriend leaving to pursue a career. Then I think yeah. that'll be. I can't. I mean, most shift. of what you have, I feel like it's just leaving. Oh, it will be. Yeah, it was it's really nice. It's basically yeah. just leaving you behind. Yeah. yeah. He's pursuing his dream without you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> peace. <laughs> Drop the mic. World peace. Oh, please. On fleek. Um, cool. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you for hanging it again. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> On fleek.